Welcome to I'm Not a Fan Unless I Have a Podcast. I'm John Hanford, and on this episode, I am wearing glasses. Uh, just, that's a thing that I've, that I just decided I should do. Um, just because I got new glasses, I got new lenses uh, last week, you know, like, basically, yeah, like a week and a half ago. And they're, because I was diagnosed with astigmatism, um, and these have been so fucking hard to adjust to. Uh, I, like, it's, it's made me question whether the optometrist got the diagnosis right even. So, um, you know, I, I've, I decided that the only way that I'll know if these glasses are ultimately wrong for me is if I wear them consistently for, you know, I guess up until 30 days. That's how long I have to, you know, go back and get them switched out. So uh, that's, that's what I've, that was the first thing that came to mind. So that's what I talked about. Um, I'm going to be, uh, I'm, I'm going to be, Performing stand-up comedy this coming Friday, October 9th in Prescott, Arizona. Uh, I believe the show starts at 7 p.m. Um, I'll post an, an update on Instagram, uh, obviously. Um, and uh, it's going to be at the Espresso Barn, uh, which is a place in Arizona, in, in, in Prescott, Arizona. From what I hear, it's a really cool, uh, really cool cafe. Uh, it's a cool venue. So, yeah, I'm excited to do it. And I've never been to Prescott before. I've never driven there. So I'm really excited for that too. So that's going to be fun. Um, let's see. I think that just about does it for the housekeeping. Uh, obviously, for those of you who follow me on Instagram at GizFanPod uh, or John Hanford, my personal one, that's, uh, I, I greatly appreciate it. Um, and thank you for everybody who is uh, subscribed to the podcast and everybody who's messaged me uh, asking to come on. I I greatly appreciate it. I look forward to uh, all the future conversations that we get to have. And um, yeah, all that shit. It's, uh, it's a good time to be alive. I mean, and that's something that we get into uh, a little bit in this episode. It's, there's a lot of doom and gloom out there. And it's very easy to, uh, to fall into that. Um, but it's something that it's also something that, that's real. It exists. And, it, you know, um, you just got to find a way to, to balance it out. And, um, and yeah, so that's why we like King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, you know? Um, my guest today is one that you know all too well. Uh, this is his third time on the podcast uh, by my buddy Ricky. Um, we, he's the guy who, te who texted me that, Eric, well, just something had happened to Eric. And I of course, instinctually thought that meant Eric had died. Uh, so I forgot to say this on the podcast. So fuck you, Ricky. You gave me a fucking heart attack and ruined my day. But uh, <laughs> um, no, th this is a really fun, fun episode. Uh, I, I love talking with this guy. I, you know, I, there's something else I forgot to tell him, but like, I kind of wish that you do stand up comedy because uh, <laughs> he's one of, one of the absolute funniest people that I've, I've ever, you know, had the pleasure of meeting sort of. So uh, yeah, I, I absolutely love having, having him on the podcast and uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Here's Ricky. I accidentally clicked the button that said they have a green screen. There we go. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah, that works. That works. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and right. e excellent choice of background. Uh, that, that's like my favorite part of the river. Uh, <laughs> too. I mean, that's my favorite video, I think. But Yeah, I mean, so uh, thanks for coming on the podcast for, for your third time. Uh, <laughs> Repeat. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, our, our first one yet. Um, <laughs> but it, it was just like, you know, you hit me up. You're just like, I've got so many things to talk about. Uh, and I'm just like, I'm not going to say no. Like, been one of my well, favorite just, people to have I on. Figured, I figured we have a lot of things to talk about. Uh, like, uh, I think, I think I broke the news to you that Eric, uh, quit, right? Yeah. Well, I, all you said was, is this Eric thing for real? So, you know, I, I get this at like four in the morning and I'm, I'm just like, uh, shit, this sounds like Eric's dead. And <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that, that was my first thought. Oh you know, no. <laughs> And I was uh, I, I I was on a camping trip at the time with my dad, 
so like at the time that you sent that, um, I uh, like I didn't have any cell reception at all. So like I I got it with like the barrage of notifications once we you know hit the main air the main oh, town for lunch. Yeah. Uh, and I was just like, oh ding, shit, ding ding ding. Yeah, I, I I was I was thinking like it was more likely that you know we wouldn't have a CDC or something like that. Yeah, you know, I, I I was I figured something big in the news would happen, but uh, then this was just like even worse than that. I mean, shit. <laughs> <laughs> really, everything kind of took the back burner. It's kind of I was taken aback by it. You know, I think we talked about this on the first time I was on that. You know, I was I actually have always kind of as a drummer myself, I've always kind of been anti-two drummer like i really wasn't into it i was always kind of you know weary of it you know oh really doobie brothers i'm like why do you fucking need two drummers you know like and then you know gizzard was the first band to make me realize that i liked it i was like yeah they're doing it where like i noticed the syncopation and like how there's kind of a stereo flange effect even when they're playing the exact same parts you know it's yeah it's extra psychedelic and they really got me to fucking appreciate that shit so well you know yeah, and I mean, like my first exposure to a band with two drummers was the Melvins, and I thought that was just badass. I mean, like I, I thought it was a little overdone. I was just <laughs> like, is this really necessary? But at the same time, it was just like they're fucking playing like 20 minutes through just sludge, and the whole thing is because these two drummers have just locked eyes. And, uh, <laughs> and, they're, no, and they're... I get it. And that's, you know, see, like I, I saw the OCs, and I think they're, they're all well and good with two drummers. But it's like they, they always play like side by sometimes they have three drummers, like those are crazy. But yeah, I've seen them with three they, drummers. Really? Wow. I, I saw him at the chapel in SF a couple of years ago. They had three drummers. Like, yeah, they have like so sometimes they do a lot. He's cause he's got a rotating cast of drummers, Dwyer, I think. But oh, okay. Uh, he has like the one constant dude, and there's a couple other guys that are interchangeable. Um I, I think I've even seen him with one drummer. In fact, Burger Boogaloo, four years ago I saw them with one drummer. That was the first time I'd ever seen the OCs. Yeah. But they, so my whole theory, though, is like, you know, they're playing side by side, right? And they're just kind of like two cars racing. But like the first time I saw Giz, it was like they were just together locking eyes. And that was just yeah. like, that to me, I was like, dude, that, I get it there. You know, they don't always do that. But when they were like, I just thought that was so cool. The first time I saw them super spun on acid, it was just like, yeah. <laughs> kind of like I, I just thinking about it, I'm like, dude, I think I get the two drummers thing, you know. And so um, now it's kind of crazy. A lot of people have theorized all kinds of things about what's going to happen. You know, mm -hmm. with the with John, and I think, you know, my, my theory is I think they're just going to stick with, you know, with just cabs. Um, I don't think they need to bring any new blood in. I think that if anything, today I was thinking, you know, if anybody could do it, I bet you Cookie, they might have like him go up there and do some of the parts like, you know, and there's like the wheel and some songs that have like a lot of crazy syncopated parts. Like maybe they'll just have like a kick because there's so many people in the band anyway that can bounce around. I mean, Stu plays keys, Andy plays guitar. You yeah, know, I think I think Cookie plays all the drums on the pipe eye stuff too, so I don't see why. Uh, no, no, Cavs actually plays some pipe eye. Does he play the drums on that? Yeah, hmm. yeah, or at least he did for uh, um, for Inside Outside, the last album. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, so then maybe my theory is totally debunked. I don't know, <laughs> but but I I mean it's possible. It wouldn't surprise me at all if uh, you know if, if if Cookie turned out to be like a halfway decent drummer. Yeah, I mean, I believe all of them, like, I, I'm almost certain all of them can probably decently play most things, you know what I'm saying? Like, I bet you, I, I think I'd seen Stu play the drums before in some random little video. Yeah. Like, I, I play drums, bass, and guitar. Not very great at bass, but I can hold it down if I need to, you know? So I imagine they're of the same kind. I mean, they're all fucking geniuses, so it makes sense. Yeah. I I mean, so some something I've been thinking about with regard to, like, because King Gizzard has not said whether they're going to have a second drummer. They have, they have not said either way anything. And Eric um, wasn't in the last video, right? Right. He wasn't, he, he wasn't in either of the last uh, videos. Like, like you know, he, he wasn't in some of us. And, like, I guess they sort of released – I think they released some of us uh, in, and, you know, left Eric out with the idea that, like, hey, here's, like, the, you know, precursor Getting you to used the big to news. not seeing him around in videos. Yeah. He's on the song or whatever, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, – I mean, like, I definitely didn't pick up on that, like, when, you know, the, so the song title, Some of Us, I didn't even notice that Eric was missing. Um, it's hard to so. tell who's who in that video. People look really odd. Everyone's got a beard, and it's, like, it's just a really weird, um, what is it, thermal camera or something? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it was a really cool aesthetic that they that they used for that, and I, and like, I absolutely love how uh, Straws in the Wind morphs into uh, some of us, like, at the end. I, I think, you know, for me, I was, like, kind of not sure how I felt about everything, but this feels like the first three songs on the album, and, like, it's, like, I, I mean, I could be wrong, but, like, it's what it feels like. Um, I, I, I don't think they are, because, like, um, 
because like like in the beginning of the honey music video like there's uh there, there's some weird stuff going on with like um you know like it, it sounds like a harp but it's probably you know just some kind of synth From another song yeah it's the yeah title of another song yeah yeah right. um, all i know is that once i heard that yeah straws uh it goes into uh or is it the way around yeah yeah it straws in the wind goes into some of us yeah and um, i was like okay that really tied it together for me and i'm like this is almost kind of like a new like um what do you call it? the mind fuzz suite sort of thing you know but like it's just you know like i feel like this is going to really lend itself to like going into other songs from other albums too you know like yeah going into muddy water or something like that at some point or some other song you know in the same well I, I mean totally I, especially just with the um i mean just just with all the polyrhythms that they got going on this album in addition to the microtones um i mean and, and did, did you happen to see the kexp uh uh isolated tracks with with uh Stu talking about honey no it it, it, it just came out like a week ago oh, um, I've been moving all week yeah I've been not I've makes been sense not, yeah yeah I gotta uh, it, that's something to check out uh because because Stu was talking about honey um it, like you said that it just came out of one of their sleep drifter jams um right. which makes a lot of sense and also like when you listen to the the lyrics uh they're incredibly derivative of sleep drifter like it, it it's sort of cool to see um like like it, it was just another example of like how you know Stu will just like basically go perpendicular like he'll he'll just go Meta. on a tangent i mean it's like a spiritual cousin to sleep drifter i suppose yeah like, it, exactly and i mean you know because like sleep drifter is about like isn't it nice like hey we can just be asleep together and be all blissful and then uh now it's just like hey well we can't we're no longer asleep anymore because like the world's fucking over uh but but hey we still love each other isn't that nice um <laughs> Yeah, straws, man. Uh, that's they're talking about. The, is it the end, man? And I'm just like, you know, pretty apropos for the time, you know. Definitely, uh, shit is crazy. I also looked up a thing, and uh, what was it? Oh, uh, Straws in the Wind is also a silent movie from 1942, a British drama. Oh. The synopsis is a benefactor ejects a tramp who covers his uh, covets his wife and later adopts the child of the girl the tramp saved from suicide. 1942 sounds pretty intense. I don't think it has any, it must be a saying because like I, maybe, you know, um, I, I mean, I, I'm not familiar with it. Yeah. I, mean, like, I, I, I'm not either. I just assumed, you know, straws in the wind. He's just talking about like, you know, remember how like a year ago, uh, there was a big ado about, uh, plastic straws Yeah, uh, and that's what everybody's focused on. And now that's just like, all right, that's yeah. just still blown around and, yeah. um, and the whole, I, I mean, like it, it's it's interesting. I, it, it really lends a hand to, uh, uh, or, or not lends a hand, but like like it, it shows how critical um, the guys are uh, when when it comes to like actually disseminating information that they're getting, like in an extra an extremely toxic news media cycle. Because yeah. um, like, I, I mean, it's not it's not a, a political statement. You know, to, to say that like uh, the media will have its spin and and, and everything like it it's always so does. Nihilistic the whole video, honestly. It's just kind of like a super wacky, and I guess it uh, Galia did direct it, and I'm like pretty juiced about that. Like, yeah, it, it was great just getting back into that, you know, old theme. Uh, it like, felt like you know this uh, Strauss feels like super familiar, but also like a totally new thing at the same time to me. Like, yeah. it, like I'm definitely like, ooh, like this is like classic Giz, but it's also definitely kind of a new vibe too. Like, I, I definitely like it, and you know, hey, the return of the UGG boot, thanks to Ambi, you know. I know, right? <laughs> I, I, I think I've, I think I'm gonna make that like, I don't know, if, if there is like a, a Halloween party that I end up going to, I might well, just have that be the costume. Uh, <laughs> you want know, to know how many? I, I wonder how many people are gonna rock UGGs to Red Rocks. That's what I want to know. Oh. uh yeah, I mean, it'll probably be chilly. So, well, Uggs would be great. Shit. I know. <laughs> I might have to get my Ambi Uggs, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, holy shit. Could, yeah, it, it took Ambi to make them cool for me. And now I'm okay with it. <laughs> oh, man. I kid, I kid. Yeah. I, <laughs> but I, I love the video. It's got a total, like, Tim and Eric vibe. It's, like, super, like, you know, just, like, green screen. Just, like, I don't know, like, 90s video, like, you know. Yeah, like, well, I mean, it, it's... Like, because like that song sent me into like a depression spiral uh, because like it, it hit me on such a level that I was just like, this is such a great song and it's so timely. I love it. It's beautiful. But then I'm just like, wait, this is really, really resonating 
with a large part of how I feel and like I don't love that <laughs> you know that I feel that way it's like I guess it does the same thing for me it's like a big like question mark on my soul like getting poked, like getting poked in my soul with a big question mark it's like I don't know it doesn't it doesn't make me feel one way or the other it's just some kind of middle like apathetic like zone that is weird like yeah it's not, it's not bad it makes me feel something but it's a weird feeling you know well, yeah I mean it is a weird feeling for sure I mean because like like I'm I, I am so used to apathy because like you know I, I used to work you know an apathetic corporate job in New York and like like that's that's what that song made me feel like again. I was like, ah, oh, shit. Like, like now yeah. it's reminding me of, of all the reasons that, you know, I, I, I got out of New York and, um, well, yeah, I think, it, it, good. no, um, I, I have no idea where I was going to go with that. <laughs> well, I was going to say the, the groove to that song, I think what's part of it, like, is like, they really, it's really evocative of emotions. Cause like, it's like got these really weird time signatures, you know, it's constantly switching time signatures. It's mm -hmm. super dissonant and microtonal and it kind of can almost feel claustrophobic yet at the same time it fucking grooves hard and you're like you know and so i think that's what it is it's like this weird kind of tedious like it's all poking you like it's mm -hmm. like i don't know it's something about it is like kind of tense but at the same time it's also free and grooving it's kind of like a yin and a yang at the same time you know like, yeah, oh oh shit yeah yeah absolutely i mean it, the the whole song is I, I think a lot of this album is is very much going to be on that sort of yin and yang uh vibe you know yeah. um just because i mean so something else that Stu mentioned in uh in the kexp video um mm. was that he, he will like like he tip he, he says it like just before he records uh you know the lyrics to the songs the vocal tracks uh, he'll go in and change the lyrics if he if he feels that they need to be updated. Yeah. Uh, so you know that's so he said you know that's what he did with Honey and um, I mean it, it's and this is another one of those things where like I forgot where I was going with it, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, well yeah 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 like like now I remember because um, like talking about this yin and yang thing like I know during quarantine I've gotten extremely introspective and uh and, and like like really sort of started to like come to terms with like the like my own darkness you know mm -hmm. um and, and like just understanding that it is there and it always will be there it's just part of the human condition um mm -hmm. but you know it's so that's where you gotta like i guess be nuanced in how to um I don't know, but, but so 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 like like I have a feeling that this album's gonna sort of go with, uh, with that kind of vibe, just because like that's that's a lot like what these songs have brought out of yeah. me. Um, so far, I mean, so far I like it, but yeah, it sounds like it's gonna be a dark album, like not dark in the way that like Rat's Nest was, but like you know just you know it's it's I think it's more of a statement and more like you were saying with Honey before that like that's like the video is a statement, you know I. I think that it's, you know, it's definitely, they're conscious of, of, of what's going on in the world. And, you know, it's, it's nice to see, but it's like, you know, all, like no news is good news. You know, it's just like, it's just a yeah. lot of, it's just, it's, it's like, I think a lot of people want to bury their head in the sand and I don't want to hear about all this. I don't want to talk about politics, but it's like, Hey man, shit's getting fucking real right now. And like, we should be talking about it. There should be a dialogue going on. I'm glad they're saying something, you know, you know, yeah. whether, it's, whether, how, however vague it may be, you know? Yeah, I mean, they're always like, like there's always going to be some some sense of vagueness or ambiguity with mm -hmm. you know, um, with all sorts of views. <laughs> I mean, it's just every nothing is is as simple as either polar extreme makes it out to be. It's the opposite just, of crazy is crazy. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I like that. That's <laughs> that's a saying. I've been that's been, that's been in my pocket for years. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I that. I feel like Oh, well, because I have, a, I have a, my dad's very, um, very, very left, like, 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 very far left to where it's like almost conspiracy theories. And it's like, you know, like, they're not necessarily living in reality. And it's like the same on the other side. It's all the way over to their side. It's like, if you want to believe in your side so hard that you don't care if it's true or not, you're just gonna, I mean, that's the internet in a nutshell, for one, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, so, I, 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 and like, like, I know a ton of those people out here in the desert. <laughs> Like it, 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 the desert attracts the most extreme uh, personalities, and and yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, I mean, it's Definitely fitting does. why I ended up here. But like, <laughs> but, but like that's that's kind of how nuts it is. Like like I show up here, and I'm just like, holy fuck, this is nuts. Like, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, 
Uh, so, right, we were talking about Eric before and, um, and you know, what, what their plans are with, you know, because, like, they haven't stated anything with regard to whether there's going to be a new drummer or whether they're just going to be Cavs. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, here, here's my little theory that I've, you know, just spun up. Um, yeah. Entirely independently sourced. It's just me. Um, like, what if they were to bring in, they were to bring in uh, Amy Finlay, uh, you know, from Stonefield, Cavs' mm-hmm. fiance, um, and they're just waiting a while to announce it just because, like, it, it'll probably take about, you know, close to a year to learn all the songs. I mean, and, and, and to, like, get, get the practicing down. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, and even if it's not her, regardless of who it is, if they were to bring in a new drummer, like, it wouldn't be something that they could just haphazardly uh, say, hey, here, we're going to be rolling with this guy without, like, you know, yeah. there's got to be some kind of litmus test. I, I think it's going to be really, really hard to bring someone else, some new blood into the band, you know. I, 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 but, I, you know, I, I think a lot of people are screaming right now, uh, or, you know, a few people are screaming at, the, at, the, at their phone or their computer right now saying, no, but fucking hell, what about all the syncopated double drum parts? And, like, I don't know, backing tracks, I, I'd, like, you know, I, I think it's going to be, I just think that a lot of, I think that a lot of fans would be pretty rubbed the wrong way by it. Not that it's their choice or anything, but I think a lot of fans would be pretty shitty. Like they'd be pretty shitty about having a new person that say they didn't know who they were or just, you know, just, I don't know. I think that people would just be like, leave it, you know? I yeah. Mean, Cause you know, initially Eric was barely playing the drums. Right. I mean, one might argue that, you know, Cavs writes all the parts anyway, and Eric just learns them, you know? And yeah. but like it's, but having two physical drummers is a thing and it does make a difference when that's actually happening on stage. Yeah, and, and I mean, like, because the, they do create, you know, or they did create a, a really strong energy, like, like that, you know, we were talking about, like, you, 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 you feel it. It's different from the first two drummer band I was into. All right, like they got yeah. me hooked, you know, and I'm like, oh, what? Now you're not gonna be two drummers anymore. So yeah, I, I, I see the dilemma. It's a, it's a real Sophie's choice here. Like, I, I yeah. don't, I, I don't know how I feel, like, because like part of me is like, you know what? I'm totally fine with just Cavs being the only drummer, uh, and I also do feel between the band members there's somebody in there who could probably play that you know they could have a, a, an extra kid on stage and someone could run over there there's no shortage of people to play guitars or keys in that band you know yeah and he's often just standing around <laughs> yeah and, and playing percussion like he's he can keep rhythm he's <laughs> yeah i mean it might be ambi who knows but i'm you know like he's he's got plenty of idle time as it is you know so, yeah you, know. you you got a point that would be fucking fascinating um I, they're I, all on some level multi-instrumentalists you know i mean yeah I mean, joey plays all the bass lines you know so or most of them anyway i mean they they have you're right i mean they have an incredibly high aptitude for for learning new things i mean j- just seeing how far they've come from 12 bar to you know with yeah. all the all the complex shit they're doing now like like it's all a very organic uh development that was just you know like they wanted to just learn more shit like yeah. fucking did it they're just an example of just like playing all the time. Like, I mean, that's, that's how good you get when you have an aptitude and you just always play and then you're just constantly touring and just always playing and playing. And that's like, like you were talking about this, the honey out of sleep drifter, you know, like, and their music's meta like that. And that's what I love about it. We're like, you know, even say some bands like, you know, certain pop punk bands, like, yeah, all their songs sound the same or certain ska bands, all their songs sound the same or metal bands or whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. But like, there's just more of a thread that runs there through their music. You know, it's like a definitely like a, you know, there's certain bands that you hear like Cake and you're like, oh, this is a Cake song. Like just the production of it, like the drum sound, like, oh, there's a trumpet randomly. Like, you know that that band by just yeah. hearing them. And Giz is one of those rare bands that has that. Like, you're like, I think this is a King Gizzard song. Oh yeah, you know, there was the guitar thingy and then there was the woo, you know, <laughs> like yeah. they, they, got, they have an aesthetic, they have a sound, you know. And so I, I, I appreciate that without you being repetitive, you know, like, I mean, even on like, you know, Mind Fuzz, like, yeah, it's the same bass line, but it's literally five different songs. Get out of here, you know? Like that shit's incredibly creative and good, you know? That's yeah. like classical music on a level, you know? I, I mean, totally. And, and you, know, you know what's absolutely nuts is how you don't need a whole bunch of different chords to make a great song. Um, like I, I, was, uh, um, I, I was on LSD a few weeks ago and I, uh, uh, I, I threw on um, uh, the Meat Puppets record, Up on the Sun, um, which is a fantastic album. Everybody should check it out. Uh, but th- there's there's a song on it called Away, and it's literally just two chords the entire song. 
it's just two chords played, you know, in, in like different rhythms and, um, uh, and, and that's it. And it's like a great psychedelic song. Like it's still, you know, it's, it's still like intriguing and, and, uh, you know, it makes you want to keep listening, but. Um, tomorrow never knows, you know, is, uh, is yeah. one fucking note. It's one key, you know, I mean, like, uh, I think Road to Nowhere, but or We're on Road to Nowhere by Talking Heads. Like, I think the verse is just two chords up and back. And mm -hmm. there's like one change to that song, but it's just like, just up and back two chords. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's music, man. I mean, like, it's like, it doesn't have to be that complicated. You know, that's where I feel like some progressive music and like, I would consider Gizzard progressive because they can get pretty crazy with it. I mean, especially time signature wise and just part by, you know, the, They'll write songs that just have like a thing that happens once in the song, you know, it's like one bar of something that happens when they go back and never and never speak of it again, you know. So yeah. I, I and that's that's highly high that's high level, you know, that's high stuff. But like I think there's also a thing to say where like, you know, doing less is more and they can do that, you know. Like if you know everything, you can do less is more and they do. And that's like you can break the rules if you know the rudiments and they absolutely do, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, so there's another thing that um, that's that I've I've picked up on that Stu does a lot, just in in his uh, in his composing, um, mm -hmm. and it's hard to explain because like it, I don't know if there's a technical term for it, but like, have you noticed how like he'll he'll play like one riff for for a while and then he'll play what seems to be like the opposite of it, mm -hmm. you know, like uh, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it's he's playing like the inverse of it, um, you know, in in a way, you know, so like he, he did that with. Um, yeah, I mean, just like in in, in the Mindfuzz suite, um, you know, and then like even in the like d different breakdowns in uh, in Crumbling Castle, like it's uh, mm -hmm. I mean, there's just there's a lot of stuff that just flows very naturally, yeah. um, and it's all a very predictable pattern, but it's still in intriguing anyway. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. I mean, that's what I love about him. Like, <laughs> and it's like I feel like that's the that kind of stuff too. You can really like go back to it and still kind of keep getting there's like a lot of replay value for like what you're hearing you know like especially if you're trying to learn anything on guitar you're going to go back and rewind it like a million times and go wait oh he does one fucking different note on that time you know and it's yep. like that's the sort of stuff if you're really listening you're going to notice all like the just because they're you know they're right it's not on accident you know it's it's like actually purposefully written so you know and then like that's the beauty of it you know because you're going to just on the surface be like oh that's a rocking song that's pretty fucking cool like fucking actually listen you know and i yeah. think that's what we talked about in the past and on a previous episode about seeing them live and, you know, seeing a song that you didn't necessarily love or you've skipped occasionally, uh, seeing it live will almost always like bring it in perspective for you. And you, like the mix is different. The energy is different. You're like, Oh fuck. Now I get what they're doing there. You know, that's happened a few times for me, like songs that I was like, I didn't really love this song on the album, but God damn it's I'm, I'm not, I can't stop moving right now, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, like, like th that's that's exactly how I felt uh, when they played the Horology Suite in LA last year. Because, um, mm -hmm. you know, like, I like obviously I love listening to Polygon Dwanaland, but, um, you know, especially like when I'm listening to it on Spotify, uh, the mix, it, it, it's it's not the best, you know? Like, like it's um, it, it's hard to distinguish a lot of different, uh, a lot it's of different It's a free album, what do you expect? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. No, but but you know, it, it's it's like when you actually see all those different polyrhythms played live, yeah. uh, and like you see exactly how they're layered over each other and how like it, it all combines. It's just like it it, it blew my fucking mind. Uh, dude, <laughs> color live, fucking fucking blows my tits off, dude. That's fucking yeah. Shit. I think there's a really good version on KXP. I think there's one. There yeah. That's um, I mean, yeah. that's, that, that, you know, admittedly, that's one of my most uh, ignored albums, and I don't know. For what reason, like, I mean, I think when I first listened to it, I was like, obviously Rattlesnake, and then I went through it, and I'm like, eh, there's other albums I immediately gravitated towards more, like Mind Fuzz. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, I think a lot of people say it's like, if you're a Tool fan, you're really going to like uh, Polly. You know, yeah. like, it's like definitely like that ilk of, of like the people, you know, like, it's, you can see it, like, all the, like the fans who are like ex, you know, Tool guys, or ex Dead guys, or ex whatever punk, and like, and then all of a sudden Giz is their new thing, but like, everyone kind of gravitates for an album i think depending on like what your prior like you know obsessions were and like i definitely yeah. know like, i have a friend who was like really into tool and i played that album and he was just like holy shit this band rocks and then like totally opened him up to the rest of it because he loves tool and he's just like okay that was his entry point and then everything else you know it, it just rocked his world you know so yeah uh, it, for sure for sure and I, like polygon Wonderland, i that that album was it's not the easiest to digest initially yeah. um i mean because like that was my first giz album 
Um, and like, I, you know, I, I basically forced myself to listen to it all the way through. Cause I was like, there's a lot going on here. Like I, it's going to take a while for me to really unpack this. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it like gets into the whole fantasy element of like, you know, I guess, I mean, I guess Polygon Wonderland's what happens after the world ends. It's like the new, the new one. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, so like that, that was, uh, that's a little weird. I'm, I wasn't used to, to hearing my favorite bands, t uh, sing about fantasy and, uh, <laughs> and, and stuff like that. Um, but it, it was just like, but then, you know, like once I got into the rest of their discography and, and like I saw, they've got all these, you know, overarching themes and, uh, it, and everything and how like it all plays into a much bigger, uh, you know, Gizverse. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that I was like, okay, this is a fucking genius album. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like, I was like, uh, uh, I think it was, you know, Murder of the Universe, I was like, this is like a two-act rock opera, you know, like, I just like, it's Yeah, or, or I guess three acts, technically. It's, uh, it's three acts, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty incredible. I'm like, you know, I, and that's, yeah, not necessarily what I, you know, gravitate towards, but I'm like, it's, and they don't do that every album necessarily. I mean, I think there's always, like I said, there's a thread musically, and then there is like a like a like a you know a thinner thread of like just the giz verse and then i think there's usually something specific to an album like fishing for fishies had a theme but not necessarily was like a, a interlaced you know continuous thing you know yeah i mean because like it for sure but but i i was i was gonna touch on that exact point it's, it's just like you know they don't have any like sweet you know official suites of of songs from from fishies and i think that might be one reason that i i haven't totally gotten into that album um or, or like or like, like why that isn't one of my favorite albums it um, almost feels like gumboots a little bit in that way that it's like yeah they're like, like it, although it's a little more connected but then i mean you know we have side boogie we have you know boogeyman sam like there's a lot of variation in that album i think i think there's as much variety in that album as there was in gumboots so i definitely yeah. think like you know, for all intents and purposes, if they come out with three this year, you know, that's their gumboots this year for sure. You know, the closest one where it's like a random assemblage, but it's got some of my favorite new songs in there. You know, like, like I think you were saying you didn't like Bird Song so you saw it live. Yeah. You know, uh, you know I like this thing a lot. I mean, oh God, the, the I was just rewatching the This Thing um, on the Chunky Shrapnel recently. I'm just watching that. God damn, it's so good. Joey's the man. He's my, he's my boy. <laughs> yeah i i mean i i yeah joey's like like he blows my mind every time because like he's just such a an unassuming looking guy um total goofball complete goof and like musical genius like, like I, I think he writes uh you know some of the i don't know like like the, he, he writes just some of the the most um invoking like thought-provoking lyrics um uh, provocative lyrics. Really that's what I was talking. Has a good pop sensibility too. Was that? Has a really good pop sensibility too. Yeah. I think we had said in the past he's definitely the McCartney to Stu's Lennon. You know, like oh, he, for, you know, yeah. you know, this thing such a just a catchy, beautiful song. You know, fucking work this time is just a just a brings down the house. You know, like yeah, yeah. I, I really, and I like that they just sprinkle him in. You know, like he doesn't ask for a lot. You know, he, I think he gets as many songs as George Harrison got, but you know, he's technically the McCartney of the group. You know, so. Yeah. Well, and like, yeah, yeah. I, I guess that that is that is a good point. I, I always thought that, like, I, I've always thought of you know Joey as being like Stu's right hand man all the time. But it's just like, no, he's got like a credit on maybe a quarter of the songs. Uh, <laughs> I think just Stu is just a fucking just just prolific. The guy is just constantly just he's probably always got a guitar in his hand. He's probably just always playing. You know. I'm yeah. Sure. Well, I mean, like he recorded the uh, like he recorded the guitar tracks on Honey on his iPhone. That's, wow. uh, um, and, and like he, he was, he, I, he, I'm not gonna blow, uh, you know ruin the video for you, like, but you know definitely you're gonna want to watch this uh, KEXP uh, isolated tracks. And anybody listening, obviously, you yeah, know, if you haven't listened to it, as soon as we hang up here, I'm going right to that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I was about to say, like if if you haven't yet listened to uh, or, or watched, you know, the KEXP isolated tracks, uh, you've either been living under a rock or moving. Uh, yep. so <laughs> I was just on YouTube early and it didn't come up for me. It should, it should have came up. Damn it. Algorithm is failing me. 
I mean, after watching the social dilemma, like I'm, I'm relieved whenever I find that the algorithms failed me. Like, <laughs> like, 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 like every time I get marketed an item that, that applies to me, not at all. <laughs> I'm just like, yes, I beat it. No, I was, uh, I was shopping for a mixer and like just ads kept coming up. I was like, what the hell? And it's not like anywhere I'd actually want to shop at. It was just, yeah, I hate that. I do hate that. And I've had it where like, I literally was thinking about something and an ad came up. I was like, come on. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I got, I got like, I get emails every day from like a, um, an old person dating website, uh, <laughs> and, and, and and like I'm, I'm just like I, I don't know what I'm googling that's like making them, you know, think I'm like their target audience or like it was just because like I, I, like I watched too much milf porn, but yep. like it's, <laughs> but it, 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 I, I mean like because like I, I, like I'm joking, but it's just like where like why <laughs> like, like hey i i've had that it's i think it's funny when you get just a totally weird targeted ad you're like how does this apply to me like yeah i've had that too where it's like i don't ride a motorcycle i've never looked for anything about a motorcycle why am i getting motorcycle ads like <laughs> yeah um it's, it's it's wild it's uh scary but it's yeah i don't know um <laughs> but uh yeah well so uh i mean Let's see. So I guess when we last talked, that was before some of us came out. Uh, we haven't quite gotten into uh, some of us yeah. as um, as a song to unpack. Uh, that one's like that. That is not the track that you should show a brand new person uh, introducing them to Giz because um, it's like it's there's a lot going on there. Uh, what oh, yeah. What were your thoughts? Uh, well, uh, you know, I actually just watched your last episode, uh, and uh, that was with the uh, the cookie dog girl, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so um, I heard you guys actually, I caught that part of the conversation. Um, I didn't realize Cookie wrote the song, uh, or at least lyrics. Yeah, he wrote the lyrics, and um, I mean, he, he might have written the uh, the instrumentation as well, um, yeah. or at, at uh, least in, not, in some parts. You know, when I think about it, we just we were just talking about how Straws in the Wind kind of has like a tense, like kind of, I think that's even more so in that vein of like it grooves, but it's also like ah, like it's kind of like it's like it's not like annoying. It just makes you feel something that like maybe is like slightly uncomfortable, but uh, they think it also makes you feel good at the same time, so it kind of evens out. It's just kind of a wash emotionally. I feel like the vibe, and I think that's you know not on accident. You know, it's just kind of like. It's very psychedelic, you know, like it's it's dark psychedelia, but it's definitely psychedelic, you know? Um, yeah. It's dark, but I mean, I also think it grooves and I think having those two songs together, for me, really completes the puzzle. Like that even, like there's more of a resolution there, I feel like, you know? Um, oh, for sure. I mean, it, it's, it's such a natural progression of, you know, subject matter, because it's just like, you know, everything turns into dust. Um, well, and even more so, I feel like it speaks to how they're not a singles band, you know? Like, yeah. you can release singles, but, like, I think that's why a lot of people, I don't know how I feel about this, but, like, put it in context to the rest of the album, which is pretty much how I like to enjoy this band. I don't, I don't typically put, like, I have a few playlists where I'll put, like, you know, a couple, you know, accessible Giz songs, like, for work or something when I'm playing music at work, but... I mean, when I'm listening to Giz, I'm listening to Giz, it feels like, you know, I don't even really like mm -hmm. to play the albums on, on random too much, you know, like sometimes, depends, I guess, but, you know, when I'm listening to them, I want to listen to them, I feel like there's something in listening to them all the way through because they, you know, that's the way they intended you to listen to it, you know? You yeah. Know? Unless they didn't, there's a, there's a, they might be Giants album that has like 20, like, like five to like 10 second tracks on it and if they actually suggest you put it on random because there's like a handful of three minute songs but then there's a bunch of like five minute or five second songs and 10 minute second songs and so when you're listening to the album on random it's like all like crazy but until they actually give us express direct direction to put it on random i like listening to it as one whole piece yeah i mean i i i have listened to giz on random before and it's it's not a great experience it's uh, no, it's a bad uh editing, you know it's it's not great sounding yeah, I mean, I, I will say though, uh, I, I have successfully uh, reordered uh, the tracks on Flying My Total Banana, um, yeah. and, and I, I've been able to play that album in a way that, like, you know, where the, where the tracks will play off each other, even if they're you know out of order. Um, yeah, them together, the ones that go into each other. Yeah, or because like what I was doing, uh, like when I was, um, and I, I don't recommend this to anybody at home, but like when I was driving, I I would just uh, like. You know, I'd be listening to one random song on on, on the album, 
And uh, then I was just sort of like think ahead, like after listening to the groove of the song, I'd be like, all right, which, which one, which, which song should come next? And then I would like, you know, look down and scroll through. And I mean, like, I don't text and drive, but I, I do like make impromptu playlists and drive. Um, yeah. So, you know, not I'm not any better or worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're curating your own playlist. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's, that's something that's like, it's, it's just fun to do, you know? Yeah. Um, especially like when you're just taking long drives that are just, you know, cow country and uh, you're just, <laughs> God, I, I saw so many. It, it, this is the, one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Like I, I was driving up uh, California, going to um, going to Seattle for the you know er, earlier this summer, and uh, like I guess like in central or like north central California, um, there are a whole bunch of banners on the side of uh, Highway 99 um, for Devin Nunes's podcast. It's the funny, like, it barely has a podcast and like his slogan is just like, where, yeah, where you get the facts. And I'm just like, you gotta be shitting me. Like, <laughs> I, I, I've never seen like, like a podcast being advertised in any rural town. And like, I, can you imagine me like making a banner ad for, for this shit? Like, <laughs> oh my God, they'd call the cops. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Just like the fans are on the loose, <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta reel this in. Hippies are talking about God knows what, King Lizard and the Wizard Gizzard. Yeah, <laughs> and, and real world events at the same time. This can't. Yes. How, how how can this exist? We're all um, communists. That's 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 what they think. <laughs> I mean, hey, this is. The, I mean, whatever. I, pirate radio has always fascinated me. Just that concept of. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny to think of it as a thing actually now, you know, and it was like, you know, like now you can just be on the internet and do whatever you want, but there was a time when that was like illegal and like, you know, like, yeah, to be a pirate yeah. radio station, you know, there was a lot here in Oakland for, for years. Like, I don't know of any now, I think there might still be one. Yeah. For just, just for right. old time's sake, but <laughs> um, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense why there, you know, why there would be, uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I, one other thing I wanted to talk about since we were talking about the, the two drummers and mm -hmm. like how there's a lot of syncopated tracks that like make two drummers, you know, necessary. Yeah. Have you listened to the new OCs album? Uh, I've heard a couple tracks off of it. Yeah. I saw, I think I saw their latest video is what I saw. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've, I haven't checked out the video yet. I, and like we, we've touched on this before, but like I've, I've never really gotten like balls to the wall in, Mm -hmm. you know to the ocs I, I i like them but like i've they're 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 not gives you know yeah. um i mean that's my whole thing is like and they're you know they they are a huge direct influence on giz for sure but i think that in my opinion giz you know ran with it and you know and they're they're themselves like they're like you know i i, I think there's a lot of similarities but there's enough difference you know uh in what they do you know dwyer doesn't do jazz you know, yeah. um, they don't do straight up blast beat metal like they did, you know, like, like uh, Rat's Nest. So, I mean, you know, it's apples and oranges at the end of the day for me. I've gotten into arguments with a lot of people who are hardcore OCs fans, my wife included. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I definitely just, uh, you know, um, I, I like them. They're, they're fine. I've seen them like, I've seen them as many times as I wish I'd seen Giz. Let's put it that way. Because they play San Francisco a lot and like uh, my wife loves them. And uh, so we go anytime they're in town. You know, yeah. at least once a year, twice a year, you know. Yeah, well, let's see, didn't they record, they recorded a video up here in the, in, in the desert in Pioneer Town. Um, I just saw that one, that was like yeah. outdoors, like they're wearing masks and shit, right? Like, or Probably, I, I mean, I, I'm just pissed that I, He has you know, a beard in the video, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm just pissed that I didn't know that that was going on, because like I'm 20 minutes away, like I, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it would have would have been cool just to drive up there and just, you know, listen That's from afar. Totally. I mean, that's a bummer. But uh, yeah, yeah uh, that and there's like there's another video. It's like it's a kind of a long song of theirs. It's like a big cinematic video. It, it was it was I, I was I was I was tripping at the time um, and I saw it, but it was good. It was, it was pretty cool. Nice. But, um, you know, like something about uh, the OCs just doesn't really do it for me. Like, you know, like no disrespect. Um, they just like, like you said, they're not giz. It's like um, it's Pepsi and Coke for me, I guess. You know? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, like I. I I, I decidedly do not like Pepsi. Coke is is all right because like I I don't love how because like Pepsi is noticeably sweeter than Coke. Oh, and it's like hotter I, and sweeter, and I don't care for it. Yeah, exactly. I, I I mean like I don't even drink soda anymore, but 
Um, like occasionally I'll, I'll get a Mexican Coke because those yeah. are delicious. If I'm having a super burrito, I'm going to have a Coke with it. Um, <laughs> like water doesn't do it. Like it's the salt versus like, uh, they call it the bliss point. Actually, it's like fat versus salt versus sugar. And like, that's what fast food is. And yeah. uh, although I will say on a total side note that we're talking about soda, you ever had like a Coke with like Taco Bell or like a Pepsi with McDonald's, like, you know, like the, the wrong soda with the wrong, like, like, Oh went, God. It doesn't work. It's seriously, I think that they spend time in the lab, like making sure that the flavors go together. Cause like, it's weird. I've done it. It doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> like I had I mean, Pepsi at home, but went and got McDonald's and I was like, yeah, it's good enough. Right. No, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> good God. Yeah. I, I, um, I mean, like, like I've, I've sworn off fast food anyway, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, not going back to that, but yeah. <laughs> like, like college did a number on me. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I mean, it was just like Wendy's, Five Guys, and uh, I mean, just a lot of Popeyes. It was, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, not yeah. not the healthiest time of my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, but but like I bring up the OCs album because uh, like there's a lot of that that like dual drumming um, that like really keeps the album going, yeah. um, and so like that's the only OCs album that I haven't like. Like I've never been, I've never gotten like really into an OC's album before. Mm -hmm. Um and this this one just kind of did that for me. Yeah. Um I will say uh, that uh his uh his I don't know if you're aware of his side project Damaged Bug. No, I'm not. Like it's like it's like John Dwyer's like laptop uh project. It's just like he like it's it sounds like he samples drums from the OCs and like does like synth stuff. I actually like that a bit more than the OCs actually. Um, really? Yeah check out Damaged Bug. It's it's pretty cool actually. It's that actually is like the closest thing, like say maybe like a uh, micro or uh, what do you call a uh, dream balloon, you know, something like that, mm -hmm. where it's a little more lo-fi and kind of like just sparse. It's more electronic, but like sampling himself, I think, you know, playing the drums and guitar and synths and stuff. It's pretty cool. Damage. Yeah. Project. I suggested like, I, I personally like it better than the OCs. Uh, seeing them live for sure. They got a lot of energy, but I don't know. I, I, I it's probably just a personal issue for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean I, like john dwyer fascinates the hell out of me um because like it, it it's it's just interesting like usually you don't see uh like like i i wouldn't normally associate um like such a, a masculine looking guy with with like psych music mm -hmm. um you well, know but well i will say that but, i but, go ahead yeah no, no i was just gonna say like he's got such a um like an interesting like sort of introspective thing going on with with the sounds that he chooses to put out like it reminds me of a bit of josh Holm from uh queens of the stone age mm -hmm. you know um i have met dwyer a few times and i will say at least twice he was not so cool um oh word like just a little dismissive a little, little kind of kind of like rock starry a little bit like i don't know very dismissive i don't know I wasn't, I because I am in no way fawning over the dude, but my interaction with him was a little, I don't know. He seemed, he seemed a little big for his britches. So, you know, I don't know. He's been around him for a while. I don't know. Maybe he deserves it. I don't know. But I will say that uh, I've never met the boys in Giz, but everyone I know who's ever met them has been like, they're absolutely amazing and fun and just loving and nice. And I will say yeah. that's the difference with Dwyer. I didn't, didn't feel the love <laughs> at yeah. all. He seemed very disinterested in talking to me. Cause he like basically my wife said hi to him real quick and I like talked to him for like half a second. He's like, eh. <laughs> like it was like it was kind of like not even polite. It was just kind of like he just totally big league me. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that's that, personal, but you know whatevs. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, it, it's shitty when those things happen because it's like there there is a chance that it might have just been like a circumstantial thing or just well, like he was, the day. he was talking to some he was talking to some tech dude like um. The show, there was like a lot of like, like it's in San Francisco. So there like was a lot of like North Face uh, sweater vests. In the oh, room. man, they're probably just talking all about microdosing and. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But, yeah um, <laughs> it was just, it was just, I don't know. My, I've had two interactions that were just kind of like, you know, just trying to be nice. Like, hey, what's up, man? You, you, good show. You know, just kind of like, whatever, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, don't want to dwell on that. I don't, I don't want to uh, besmirch his name, but, you know, like, I will say that I've, it seems to me that people's interactions with the uh, Giz are a lot more positive. Yeah, I, I've only heard of like one, uh, like not great interaction with the guys, and that was just because it was like uh, an inside joke that didn't land. And, mm -hmm. and you know that's that's okay. That that happens. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, 
You know, um, we almost got to uh, at the SVN show or whatever in San Francisco this last time around. On the last night, uh, I was there with a group of friends, and um, we all had, you know, just, you know, we had Molly and Elle and just all kinds of shit. And, like, so we, we were talking. Some random guy was outside on the phone. He's like, oh, my friend's backstage with them or whatever. And, like, I don't know if it was real, but he was like, we're like, we want to give them some acid so bad. Can you get us back there? And he's like, dude, my friend's back there. Let me see. And so he like called them and it sounded like they were like, nah, dude, we're, we gotta go. Like they're not, they were not sticking around, you know, but like we waited for like 20 minutes like trying to like get word. He kept going back and forth. It seemed like we were going to go backstage, but we didn't get to, it was, it was a bummer. Ah, uh, damn. That, and and that, that was with Giz? That was Giz this last yeah. time in this last uh, year in San Francisco, which well, I guess we used to be the Fillmore East or West, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's SBN now or whatever, but yeah. Yeah. We were hanging out at the end of the show. We almost got in. This guy was like, I swear my buddy's up there. Like he was total, like, again, it was like, you know, tech money, promoter. They're like, that's the thing about San Francisco shows these days. Like, I like stuff in Oakland better. The vibe is way cooler. In San Francisco, yeah. there's just so much, like, tech money and guys who are there who don't even care about being there. And that's what pisses me off when I see, like, you know, like, you know, maybe, like, a fairly large chunk of people there who, like, could care less and are just on their phone the whole time like this. And I, like, that shit is annoying to me. Like, I mean, I think the first time I saw MGMT, there were some people there who were just, like, the whole time on their phone, like just just i was like did you somebody give you tickets like why are you here i was like so like annoyed by <laughs> look on the stage fucking art is happening fucking pay attention you know well and and that's the thing too like with giz that's it's such uh an interactive experience you know it's it is like the grateful dead in that respect um you know maybe not to the same degree uh you know because like i see parallels every goddamn day man but <laughs> yeah I mean, they're overall, it's pretty damn close. And it's just like, you're on your phone and like, it's it's rude to the performers, frankly, because it's just like- And the audience. Well, and the audience, of course. But it's like the, uh, I mean, I'm just saying like, every time that the King Giz shows up somewhere, they're legitimately happy to be there and like yeah. thankful that they are. Um, but, but- yeah, I mean, so it's, so like I, I see it as it's, I mean, it's basically, yeah, it's disrespectful to everybody, but um, yeah, that that is a, a troubling trend with the, uh, with like tech bros showing up too much to, uh, to. It's like, you know, there's probably like shows. 20, 30 Giz fans who really deserve to be there. And you're just there because you heard that this band was cool and they released, you know, five albums one year, you know, like they don't well, know. You anything. didn't even hear shit. You just saw the name and like, uh, yeah. You know, which I guess like that's how you found him. But uh, <laughs> well, he had, at least my friend had seen videos on KXP, so they seemed pretty oh, good. Okay. You know, like he had actually seen them. He didn't literally just go. The band sounds funny. Like he, he actually he actually listened to them and was like, they seem like they might be good. Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. well, that, but yeah, that, that that makes more sense. But um, I I just hope that like Eric and well, actually it's not Eric anymore, but whoever else decides to manage the band or you know whatever. I just hope that they don't get like infiltrated by uh, by big tech just because I like they're like it seems like a thing that would be so likely to happen under normal circumstances unless yeah. they were to like be smart and like keep their guard up because like well I mean I will say that that is a secret fear I have I mean I think just because of me being out there in the city and seeing all this like all these people around them and it's not like sleazy Hollywood execs now, it's like fucking tech people, you know, because they probably have more money than fucking Hollywood, you know? Uh, yeah. Well, all, all I know is that, like, that's my biggest secret fear, is that management changes something about what they're doing. Um, I, I mean, I really, I don't think it'll go that way. I think they really stick to their guns. Like I said, you know, in the past, the reason I like this band is because you're, you're never going to see them sell out and do a Pepsi commercial or a Coke commercial or or just some lame ass shit, you know, like they're just, they're themselves. They, they are their own record label. They manage themselves. You know, I, uh, another band, you know, uh, Bolt Peck does that as well. Like they played Madison Square Garden. They don't have a manager. They book themselves, you know, they rent. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I like, I, I've loved what I've heard from Wolf Peck. I've just, it, it just hasn't been my thing to yeah, get into. I did into a deep really, dive but... last year and I'm just like, they're like, uh, my, my, uh, my end of the year um, Spotify thing, they were like, they were neck and neck with Giz because I was listening to so much. Like, yeah. like, like, cause I did such a deep dive on them. Like, and also like that band also has a really good, like 
absurdity, uh, you know, to like, like sense of humor and they don't take themselves too seriously. And that's, you know, the huge thing about Diz, like Straws in the Wind is such a silly video, you know, I mean, Trap Door, I mean, it, the list goes on. All their yeah. videos are pretty funny. They don't take themselves too serious, you know? I mean, even Altered Beast, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, his calves is playing with that big ass fucking, <laughs> that big old branch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just literally absurd. <laughs> but I like yeah. the sense of humor. And I think that's, uh, I think that's really important. Like, you know, I think in the nineties bands took themselves way too seriously, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, like even, even Nirvana, I think one, one reason why Kurt Cobain was such a great songwriter is that like he incorporated a lot of really dark and melancholy humor into, in, into the lyrics. Like, um, is a whore, you know, I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, I mean, and, and just like, you know, with the song Rape Me about, you know, basically the record industry and just like, yeah. all right, uh, like, fuck you. Here's here's our final studio album. And yeah. it's going to be so fucking garage lo-fi. Just yeah. fuck you production values. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, God. In Utero was a fucking great record, but... Uh, <laughs> Musically and production-wise, pretty damn good. Even I think I heard somebody had to fix all Steve Albini shit because he was like wacky and put like 50 mics in the drum room and like, like it was like he was experimenting. Yeah, yeah, yeah de de definitely sounds like it. Nero, um, like, yeah, Nero is one of my favorite albums of all time. <laughs> yeah, um, let's see. I'm tr I'm trying to think of. Uh, I mean, there there's so much stuff that that I I wanted to to touch on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had notes, but I'm like, I'm trying to like see what do I have here. Yeah, yeah. What 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 else you got? Um, talked about that. Talked about cookie. Talked about UGG boots. <laughs> the UGG boots. That that was a that was a good that was a good bit. Yeah. Um, like I I honestly I hope I like I don't know if it's like occurred to anyone, but I hope that's like the new thing. I want to see all those UGG boots and Red Rocks and Bird. Well, that. <laughs> I mean that that is something that I think you know how like a, a lot of like punk kids would get Converse and then draw on them you know in Sharpie and shit like yeah. why not just take some Sharpie to Uggs and uh, and, and like like do a whole bunch of like you know Giz Giz art on uh, on the Uggs like I mean, you know you could even turn think, turn Uggs into like a gator. Um, I was gonna say if you could make a gator pattern on the Uggs and sell them in the parking lot, dude, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna sell out. Well, I mean like my my dream is to get uh is to get like slippers that are gate like gator slippers you, you know how like you know in the 90s kids had like uh like batman slippers and shit yep. like this like th i want that but with the giz gator yeah <laughs> agreed it, like, I, the, like, the whole, like your whole foot's in there and it's just like the face yeah exactly yeah. um into it. i think yeah, I mean, 3d print those for you like 3d print some cro like literally crocs or gates. <laughs> yeah, or I, I guess like you can make, or maybe even just like you can make an enclosure for for, for like your Nikes that you already, that you already have. Paper mache. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> paper mache dream shoe loon. <laughs> I think just yeah, paper mache dream shoes. It's uh, yeah. paper mache dream shoes into it. Yeah. Oh <laughs> shit. Yeah, that'd be fucking great. Um, it will be fascinating to see like. If if the Uggs were just a one-off, or that if that's gonna like turn into another part of the Gizverse, or like, do you do you think it's possible that like they found they got like some sort of endorsement deal with Uggs because like Uggs Uggs brand is Australian and I mean, like and they, they they've been out of fashion for a while. They're like, definitely out of fashion. I'm saying like they're cheaper now. So I bet like I bet you it's a lot more affordable to have them. So. Yeah, they probably just got him at DSW. Honestly, it's. <laughs> I, I mean, I think he's just being silly, and I'm fine with it. And if I, if he's on stage with them, all the better. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I mean, it's, they've had such a, a wild variety in uh, in stuff that they wear. Um, yeah. I mean, like like last year, you know, you had the rhythm section in in the orange uh, jumpsuits and thing one thing too. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and then also Lucas would, would be in, in one as well. Oh, that's so, right. That's right. Um, I mean, cause like they, the three of them are, they're like really the rhythm section, you know, and I guess now the two of them or, you know, third person yeah. to be named. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, it, it's, uh, it's interesting. Like all, all the different outfits that they choose, like, um, you know, it's generally like a band t-shirt and stuff. And then Ambrose will, will you know, wear something that 
probably found it at a thrift store or something, but. Mm-hmm. Um, or robes. I, although I don't know if they played live with robes. It's just the video. <laughs> yeah. It, it, but it would be interesting if they did start to change up like their, like if they did start to like coordinate their appearance or something. Um, I don't know if that's needed, but it, yeah. you know, I, I'm always looking for how are they going to change. Yeah. Well, I know when we, I think when we see them live eventually in Berkeley and Red Rocks, it's, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> I think visually it's just going to, I think, I think they're going to be like, at that point, everyone's going to be just chomping at the bit to play. I bet, you know, them and to, to like see them, the energy is going to be really fucking good. And I hope, I just hope everything in this country stays all right for a while. <laughs> like, like my whole thing is like, yeah. I don't know what to predict to the future right now. I'm just waiting until the election shakes out and the rest of the year and, see if this fucking asshole is going to leave the office fucking peacefully or what's going to happen. But, you know, I mean, it's, uh, it's a long way to January 20th. Um, yep. <laughs> they're saying, yeah. And they're saying, you know, it's all it's still like literally a year and a month away. So, you know, or a month away, you know, or a year yeah. So, I, I mean, it, it's, it's going to be sloppy. It's going to be mishandled. It, it, like just, yeah, I, I'm basically bracing for all the chaos, and I'm hoping that it subsides by June. Uh, that's that's me just trying to be like a pragmatist. You gotta uh, be, you gotta you gotta think about it though. You know, I, I'm hoping we get that whole year to go up and then down, and hopefully by then everything's calm. You know, hopefully martial law has been removed. <laughs> we can start yeah. going public again. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, that's that's all I can hope for. And, you know, it's a long time. So hopefully there, we get more stuff to talk about in between then. <laughs> sure yeah, for, for, for sure, man. Um, I guess we'll, we'll wrap up pretty soon. But um, is there anything else uh, uh, that you have on your, your list that we haven't gotten to that? Uh, you know, I think we talked about it. Um, yeah, possibility of Cookie or someone else covering for Eric. Yeah, I mean, we will see. I just, I'm personally just uh, really anticipating the new album. I really want to just hear it all. Um, yeah. I'm really, I'm really like, I like, I, I hate, like, I kind of hate spoilers, you know? So, like, I really wish, you know, I know, like, I think, I think I waited to listen to the, to the releases off of Fishies, maybe. I think. Because I think I listened to all of Rat's Nest as it came out. But I think I didn't listen to those because I was just like, I just want to hear the album. And yeah. it probably didn't make as much sense that time. This is the album that I want to hear all together, I think. Like, I, I believe there's going to be a nice, you know, connect, a good, a good bit of it connected. If not, maybe it's two halves, maybe it's three, three parts, you know. But I think it'll be something thematic, it sounds like. It sounds like it's definitely kind of going down one road at this point anyway. Yeah, I, I, I think, and, and yes, this is, there's definitely something that I wanted to touch on earlier and I forgot. Um, but it, it's... What, what I like about this album versus, you know, Fishing for Fishies or Infest the Rat's Nest is like this one, they're not talking about, you know, specific real world problems or like specific, you know, uh, a fantasy of like what the problems are going to lead to. Like mm-hmm. now they're just talking about like, how does all this shit going on make you feel? Yeah. And like, don't you feel like you're just going a little fucking nuts? Like it, it's... um. Which I think is like a very nice reality check that they're giving all their fans. Um, that's why I think the vibe and the aesthetic of the last two releases, like all the chaos, yet it's still so good and groovy. It's like, it's apropos of the time that we're in right now, you know? Yeah. It's definitely, that's what we're all going through. It's just chaotic and like, just it's, but it's still moving and it's still just kind of like, we're just here and we're dealing with all this bullshit and just... Here we are. And like, yeah, it is a little chaotic and kind of annoying, but it's also kind of, you know, not life is not cool, but the music anyway is, you know, like that's at least soothing it a little bit, you know, it's yeah, like, for sure. I mean, you know, it's like Radiohead for people is like, you know, a lot of that music is like beautiful sadness for them. You know, it's like, yes, it's sad. It makes you kind of sad, but it's like a happy sad, you know, it's like, this is a, this is another feeling aside from that feeling. It's not happy, sad. It's just confused. Like, I don't know, like, you know, like apathy, maybe, I don't know. It's just like, you know, like I said, Straws feels like nihilistic, the video. It's just like, well, <laughs> what are you going to do? You know, fuck it yeah. all. You know? So. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, fucking forgot. Uh, <laughs> like a major stoner moment. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it's it's just been... Uh, um, 
I don't know. It's, it's going to be a fantastic album. That's this. <laughs> that's yeah. all. I'll I think recover. it'll be my. I think it'll. I'm, I. I uh, predict it'll be my favorite of the last. You know, the last two that came out. I believe. I. I have a feeling it's going to be my. My. This is like I said. This is classic Giz. A return to form in some ways. It's like definitely just like good shit. Like it's. It's like what I want from them at this point. Like I, I'm totally fine with experimentation and them going off into left field and doing metal. You know, trying to do mm-hmm. blues, whatever. Um, but I definitely. I think we all needed this from them. So. Yeah, I, like I think is I I think anyone who doesn't like it right now is going to change their tune once they hear this whole, the whole album. Like, that's my prediction. Yeah, I, I that's exactly how I'm feeling on this. So I'm I'm glad we're on the same wavelength. Uh, but I, I I fully expect this to be you know one of their one of their best albums. Um, yeah. Just I mean like because because Honey was was a song that punched me in the gut um, in, in like a really good way because like I just yeah. think it's beautiful and then. Um, uh, and, and straws in the wind uh, really made it, it, it provided more context for some of us, which yep. then it, it just it, it's bring it's tying the whole room together, you know. That's, like, yeah. it, <laughs> That's exactly what I was saying. I was like, because some of us was kind of left a really weird taste in my mouth, but then once we got straws, like, oh, okay, context, it works. They like yeah. they work with a set for me better, you know. So I'm I'm happy about that. Yeah, um, you know, one more tangent. Uh, like, like one thing that I really like about Giz, I just realized, is that it seems like every single one of their albums, um, or just like whenever they're doing anything, uh, it's just constant context training. Because like, I, I feel like a lot of people have no fucking clue how to contextualize anything. And, mm-hmm. you know, so like, like we've got all, you know, like cancel culture is huge and censorship and all that. Uh, and, and, and plus like all the, you know, fucking propaganda, uh, coming from the ministry of truth, you know, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I mean, just fucking think people and, and it, it's, it's great. Cause like gives just, uh, like all their albums, they make you think, um, and, and like, they're able to, you know, like some of us then make sense once you hear straws in the wind, it's, yep. Yeah, like I said, I want to hear the whole the whole shebang. I can't wait to like just really sit down and like digest it, you know. Yeah, for sure. Well, dude, uh, thanks for coming on the podcast again. This this never gets old for me. So, uh. (laughs) I I I love talking, guys. Thanks for talking to me. Um, uh, I wish I I felt like I didn't have as much to say as I thought I did, but (laughs) I think we covered a lot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's you know it's bound to happen. I think like across three episodes, you've got about uh three hours three-ish yeah. hours of uh <laughs> of, of stuff out there an hour and a half of us each talking so <laughs> yeah pretty good all, all right, right man uh, take it easy take care you too Bye.